and welcome to the Sports 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 Podcast, the only sports comedy podcast that's being recorded in this apartment at this time in Los Angeles. Uh, I, as always, am Joel Anderson. I'm Jordan Pomaville. And joining us, as always, is Phil Ranta, the Sports Outsider. I almost said my own name. I would have been really embarrassed. I know, that would have been pretty terrible. Yeah, I don't uh, introduce myself. Do you know no. who I am? Do you know who my parents are? Jim and Melanie Ranta. Oh, oh wow. Of the of the Grand Ledge Rantas? I'm no, sorry. the Grand, Grand Granville. Okay, yeah. Grand, Grand, they're all grand. All those cities in Michigan. Yeah. Uh, did you catch any games this week, Phil? No. I did see a, a preview for the Hunger Games. What the what? That's, it's a movie about sports, apparently. No, it's not. It's not a game. Though. No, but we. I think it's like a sequel to Moneyball. I mean, there's college football, there's pro football, baseball. In, in oh, the I'm aware of sports. Oh. I'm aware that there are sports. I'm out you, there. you just position yourself first, outside of them, right? Yes. Okay. Making you the sports outsider. Yes. Uh, well, why don't we move right along, folks, to headlines? Well, and this would be a great time to fill you in oh, because yeah. uh, in the United States of America, NFL is king. And yes. Kings play on Monday night. Yes. And the and Detroit Lions are sitting at 5-0 and after being the Chicago Bears. Yes, they are. You could say they're the kings of the jungle. That is professional football. Right. I guess you could say that <laughs> if they wanted to. They're Lions. They're kings of the jungle. Yeah. Right. People would look at you weird. No. SportsCenter used this, Phil. Did they? This is correct. Did people yes. look at them weird? No. Okay. They, they might I would. have. There's no way you would know. But, right. But, but yes, the Lions, 5-0 and for the first time. Since 1956, wow! The Detroit Lions have won a title more recently than they started the season five and zero, which was 57. 57, they won a national uh, the the championship. So wow! This that would of course be back to the good old days. Yeah, this would of course be ten years before the Super Bowl existed. Correct. Eleven years before the Super Bowl existed, and twenty years before beating your wife was illegal. <laughs> Has, you know, time flies. Yeah, has it time, been that long? Time flies. Has it been since you couldn't long. beat your wife? Yeah. <laughs> Another big headline from the National Football League, Tim Tebow, Tebow time all the time, Wow! replacing Kyle Orton as a starting quarterback for Denver Broncos. They said he was too small. They said he couldn't play in the NFL. Yeah, he can't. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and go on record here. I know I'm jumping the gun in this valiant prophecy, but I'm going to go ahead and say that Tim Tebow is not going to be a successful NFL quarterback. He might have a couple ups and downs here and there, but I mean, I don't think he's any better than Vince Young, and Vince Young didn't make it. Vince Young's technically on a roster, but no, I mean, the, the guy can't throw the ball. Do you think he finishes the season as a starting quarterback of the Broncos? The Broncos mm. can't catch the ball, Joel, yeah, so it doesn't yeah. matter. <laughs> so it doesn't really matter. I'd say there's an outside chance. Uh, I mean, because, I mean, the other guys, other guys in the depth chart are Brady Quinn, uh, and he's not good. And then uh, there's Kyle Orton. I don't feel like you can be good with a name like Brady Quinn. I feel like you should be like a six-year-old aristocrat for the rest of your life if your name is Brady you know, Quinn. Brady Quinn has always kind of acted like a six-year-old aristocrat. It's weird that you sense. say that, Phil. You actually yeah. hit the nail on the head. There yeah. we go. He's a punk-ass little bitch. I don't know if wow. he's little. I, I hope he's, he's not me. listening to this podcast because he's probably stronger than you. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Uh, I'm saying that sort of in an NFL context. Right. As compared to me, no, he's not a punk-ass bitch right. at all. Yes. <laughs> then he would call you a punk-ass bitch, and, and he, he would, would be cry. accurate. Yes, yeah. he would be in his right to do that. But, I mean, as a football player, and when, you know, in the context of the NFL, but, uh, but yeah, and I think this is the bigger story here is, once again, uh, Kyle Orton has been shit on by yet another team, <laughs> and this is terrible, because Kyle Orton has done nothing but be a solid quarterback and, and win games and play well. And everyone keeps thinking, well, you do better Kyle Orton, right? And the fact is, no, they really, they don't. You they can't. can't. Yeah. Kyle Orton, Kyle Orton is like a C-plus quarterback. 
and you should accept a C plus quarterback. Settle, settle, yeah. settle. I don't for think Kyle. you should settle for C plus. A quarterback is got it's the anchor of the team, right? It you is. want a you want an A plus quarterback. Well, hopefully yeah, it's the in. engine, Phil. The engengine? Yeah. Yeah. Or is it the anchor of the team? That sounds terrible. That sounds <laughs> yes. The anchor is everything well, I guess that's true. The anchor holds you back. Like yeah. if you're trying to go forward, yeah. the anchor is there. Yeah. But the that's anchor that. is also a, a metaphor for reliability. Right, exactly. Yeah. That's what I meant it as. I yes. didn't mean it like the the team is a ship and they are the anchor. That sounds but terrible when he says. Here's, here's the thing, Phil. There's there's uh, there's only like two A plus quarterbacks, and there's only like a couple of guys who are even A's. The vast majority of people out there are like D's and F's. Then they should keep trading up. No, no, but that this is my point. There's there's 32 starting quarterback jobs in the NFL. I think there's like 20 people who can do it competently, and Kyle Orton is right in the middle of that pack. I think you're so much more likely to wind up with a bad quarterback than a good quarterback, and I think Denver has done that because Tim Tebow, not an NFL quarterback. Oh, that's too bad. So the NBA has taken the first step toward canceling the entire season by canceling the first two weeks. Yay! Yeah. Oh, darn. I, I realize a lot of the fans at home might be NBA fans, but uh, I think uh, I, I could care less. As, as the sports outsider, what is your opinion on basketball not having a season or really any sport not having a season? Uh, it doesn't affect, I mean, it doesn't affect the world. Like, well, well life's no, gonna keep ostensibly going no. It's kind of like uh, if you really were a Harry Potter fan, and then they said, "Yeah, but we're not gonna release the movies anymore. We're we're just not gonna do them." It's like you'd be like, "Oh, this is gonna be terrible. I'm never gonna see the Harry Potter movies." But then you're gonna forget about the Harry Potter movies. You're gonna move on to something else, right? Well, yeah. I mean, Harry Harry Potter's a gateway movie, so you're going right. to go up. You're going to go move on to something a lot more dangerous than Harry Potter, right? Oh, yeah. Like the Hunger Games. <laughs> A great sports movie that's coming well, out next year. I don't even know that that's a movie. I, I it is. made that up. It is a movie, and it's going to be, it's like the next Harry Potter. It's based on a book series that's very popular with the kids. Oh, jeez, yeah. But it's say, also I've, about I've, sports. I've read so many young adult, you know, like books about 16-year-old girls meeting some sort of supernatural something that they fall in love with. And well, getting it on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everyone has their own form of erotica, Joel. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Uh, you know, we're missing some marquee matchups in the first 100 games. The Dallas yeah. Mavericks versus the Chicago Bulls and the Miami Heat versus somebody. I don't know. Yeah, I guess. Really matter. Yeah. Their, their own ego. Yeah. <laughs> I actually feel worse for the bar owners that own bars around state. I was going to say, when you say it doesn't affect the world, like there is some economic yeah. activity that's yeah. going to be down. Uh, you know, in the areas surrounding games, people who sell T-shirts, people who have bars, restaurants, that sort of thing that count on 41 days of 20,000 people coming down and right. spending money. Yeah, that's that makes me sad. The games itself, man. They'll show more reruns of My Name is Earl. <laughs> when and yeah, which I mean if they showed more of those, I wouldn't watch basketball in the first place. Right, exactly. I want more Earl. <laughs> and I wonder if the NBA can just, you know, say call shenanigans on themselves, be like, "Okay, we're canceling the season. We're still having the playoffs. We'll pick the teams. Don't worry about it." <laughs> You guys will still be entertained in a thoroughly contrived fashion. Yeah, that'd Can, be. I'd be. That's pretty much what they're doing now. That'd be fun. Could they send in scabs? Like just just bring in other basketball players who are just like. Well, they could. That sounds really. No one would tune into that. Yeah, though. I thought. That. I think it would be great if they just brought in a whole bunch of scabs who were just like. It'd be like the Mighty Ducks only with every single nobody, team. Nobody watches women's basketball. Nobody's gonna watch. Well, nobody watches women's basketball because they're women. 
I hate to say it. It's not. It's not oh, a yeah. based on their skill. It's because they're women. But if you brought like this guy's the street baller, we found him like just hustling for money down at the park, and this guy's a cowboy, and he's been playing basketball in his you, barn. You're casting a movie now. This is Hunger yeah. Games, isn't it? This yeah. is the plot <laughs> of Hunger Games. Is it, is, it is the plot of Hunger Games. Yes. Damn. God damn it, Phil. And then they all play basketball because they're scabs. You keep changing the name of this pitch and then trying to work it in over and over again. <laughs> what I'm saying, guys, is that there should be a movie called Hunger Games. <laughs> well, speaking of NHL, okay. uh, which is the National Hockey League, oh, I've which plays it. ice hockey. We, we talked about this last week. Yeah, yeah. I started doing my research. You did a lot of research on this. This is a tab on, on my ESPN page. Oh, wow. NHL. Anyway. Weird uh, world. One of their best players, Sidney Crosby has been cleared for contact in practice. He hasn't played a game since January 6th because of post-concussion syndromes. Ooh. For this, we got to go to Joel for an opinion. Tell us about this girl, Sydney. What, what's her deal? Yeah, and where's Stills and Nash? <laughs> I'm actually uh, not going to correct you on the whole gender thing because you're, you're pretty close to hitting the, hit the nail on the head there. But he, uh, yeah, he, here's the thing. Uh, a lot of people think that he suffered, he actually suffered a concussion and hit it, that he, he got hit in the head and didn't stay out long enough, came back too soon, suffered a second concussion, and the second concussion immediately after the first concussion is really bad. For, like, your brain. Yeah. Right. So so he's been, he's been, like, woozy and dizzy for, like, a year. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, but now he's apparently he's cleared for contact, might come back, uh, which would be a big deal because with him, uh, if, he, if he comes back as good as he was, with him the Pittsburgh Penguins have got to be the favorite to win the East. And without him, they're not. But, yeah. I mean, he's a whiny, whiny little punk. Wait, whoa, Joel. You've been insulting a lot of professional athletes. But if you had a second concussion and... Oh, no, no. This what, isn't is about the... This isn't, whiny? this isn't about the, the whiny. Oh, the way before that. I love he how was you a whiny little whiny. Whiny. You make sure to hit that H. Whiny. Terrible playoff beard, yeah. too. Don't no, try. Yeah, he's got if no you can't grow one. Beard, if you can't grow one, He's don't. extremely overrated. Uh, he well, gets, overrated. He is one of the best players. He is one of the best, but he's still overrated. And he, he gets all the calls. The NHL has been sucking his dick since the first day he was in the league. And Wait, you just said and previously you said the word hiney instead of butt, and now you're saying sucking his dick? Yeah. Well, it, you're I, confusing, Joel. I, I, am, I am an enigma wrapped in a riddle. Bacon. Puzzle. Yes. Yes, I am an enigma wrapped in bacon. Mm. I want that in my tombstone. Uh. <laughs> an enigma wrapped in bacon. So, uh, Phil, we, we might we, we talked about this, I believe, with, with Jacob a couple of weeks ago. But mm. uh, at the end of the regular season in baseball, the Red Sox suffered, like, one of the most epic collapses in the history of the game. I remember. Yeah. Uh, com- wheels completely came off. And now a whole bunch of stuff is coming out about how the team was completely dysfunctional. Uh, rumors such as... The manager was addicted to painkillers throughout the season. Oh, you can still function uh, with that addiction. <laughs> apparently. So yeah. moving on. Yeah. But uh, also also might have been, apparently had some sort of marital trouble. That, yeah. That, that might have been all? distracting him. But the bigger one is that uh, three pitchers and a fourth would join him occasionally. But John Lester and Josh Beckett and John Lackey apparently would spend their off days when they weren't pitching sitting in the clubhouse, drinking beer, and eating fried chicken. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Which, That's why I want to be a professional athlete, because yeah. it's all the greasy food you can eat. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> if you're talking about Beckett and Lester, probably not that big a deal, you know? I mean, yeah. they probably shouldn't be drinking in the clubhouse, but they were pitching pretty well. John Lackey, though, was really bad. Why? Is he really, their running back? Really bad. Why? No, as, a, as a baseball player, you a don't pitcher. need... Oh. 
Well, but like as a baseball player, you don't need to be in shape. You need to be strong. Mm, you need to you, be in a kind of shape. You need to be in baseball shape. I agree. You could you could be a little tubby. You know, uh, you don't necessarily have to be able to run. You know, a ten k. Right. But yeah, but you got it. You got to be strong. And and John Lackey, I think, clearly looked not in baseball shape for most of the season. That's the other thing is apparently these guys eh, kind of started to mail it in in their conditioning programs, uh, and you know, and it was pretty much the starting pitching that doomed the team. Uh, for the whole season and then in the well, final. Not the whole season. Down the stretch, I would say. Down the stretch especially, but it was pretty bad for the whole season. What did John Lester, I mean, uh, John Lackey ended up over over six and a half for ZRA. John right? Lackey's pretty terrible. John Lackey's pretty terrible. Under contract for three more years and $45 million. Good for him. He said, well, yeah. have you ever tried to do anything after eating fried chicken in a day? <laughs> That's, that is like good night. Like you're done <laughs> after you have fried chicken. You can either go to bed or you can sit on the couch. Yeah, it's that, true. There's nothing else you can do. You're not going to be too productive. Right. And John Lackey spent the entire season pitching like he had just eaten fried chicken. So, Man, isn't that the American dream, though? <laughs> just like, I'm a professional athlete. <laughs> Trust me, if, yeah, if I could get away with it. I'm going to throw a ball. <laughs> <laughs> Say, <laughs> Phil, what does John Lackey sound like? <laughs> John Lackey. More chicken. I want another beer with some fat blue ribbon. I'm an American hero. America's best time is baseball. John Lackey. The Sports 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 Podcast now brings you scenes from the new director's cut of the popular 1993 baseball movie, The Sandlot. You mean to tell me that you went home and swiped a ball that was signed by Babe Ruth and you brought it out here and actually played with it? Actually played with it? Yeah, yeah, but I was gonna bring it back. But it was signed by Babe Ruth. Yeah, yeah, you keep telling me that. Who is she? What? What? The Sultan of Swat. King of Crash. The Colossus of Clout. The Colossus of Clout. America's Angry Stepdad. Mr. Cigarmouth. Fatty Slugger Pants. The Man Who Ate a Hooker. Baby Baby Bingbat. The Man With No Name. Mr. Sandwich Fingers. Beer Time McSwill. Greg. The Drunk Buffalo That Never Falls Down. El Chupa Ticabra. The New York Hangover. The Black Man. Ducktow Hunger. Fat Jesus Guy. Smelly. Dirty Uniform Cum Stain. The Great American Satan. The Skinny Samoan. The Atomic Tobacco. Mr. Tell Your Sister I Said Thanks. Not a lot, but some. King Shit of Fucktown. King Shit of Fucktown. Babe Ruth! The Great Bambino! Oh my god, you mean that's the same guy? Yes! And now it's time for another Weird Sports! spooky i, I love know. that intro <laughs> little spooky Just a little spooky in fact here's our very spooky weird sport for this week the man versus horse marathon what yeah the man versus horse marathon you know actually uh if this is what i'm thinking it is the man might stand a decent chance against the horse well, that's well. Let me tell you more about it, and maybe we'll be able to delve into that. The Man vs. Horse Marathon is an annual race over 22 miles, which isn't actually a marathon, yeah, but they do 22 miles. 26.2. Yeah, right, that's a but this one they do 22. Yeah. I don't know why. It's just because they. It's probably from a dumb country. Uh, it's where uh, riders, uh, runners, compete against riders on horseback. 
Well, that's not fair that they have a rider. I know, because it seems like they could just beat the horse harder, yeah. and then they would win, right? Yeah. But uh, not true. Uh, the race, which is technically not a marathon, as it says now, uh, does not meet the requisite distance, blah, 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 blah. It takes place in the Welsh town of Lentwyrd Wells. <laughs> L-L-A-N-W-R-T-Y-D. That's oh, too yeah. many you consonants got, You got it right row. the first time. Absolutely. Not a real town. Lound- Not a real town. Lountried. It's, it's Welsh. It doesn't matter. W-R-T-Y-D. I'll come in the, a row in that word. It's the Welsh. That's way too many consonants. But let me go back. I digress. <laughs> I digress. This isn't a podcast about spelling. <laughs> uh, <laughs> idea... Oh my god. <laughs> I think we found our new podcast. <laughs> the Grammar, Grammar, Grammar <laughs> podcast. It's a great idea. Actually. That actually yeah. is. That's not too bad. That's something. Could, 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 yeah. Join, us, <laughs> join us next week. Jordan just couldn't put together the words. I still don't know enough grammar. Everybody forget about that. The next time they have the National Spelling Bee, we're right. doing a sketch. <laughs> All right. Well, let's okay. let's delve into it. The event started in 1980 when local landlord Gordon Green. Okay, a guy named Gordon Green lived in a place called Lentyard Wells. They could have just named it Gordon Green Wells. People would be able to. <laughs> then it sounds like an assassin. Yeah. Uh, he overheard a discussion between two men in his pub. Of course. Uh, one man suggested that there was over a significant distance across country, man was equal to any horse. So Green decided that the first challenge should be in full public view and organized the first event. So okay. it was it was a bar bet. It's a bar bet sport. Yeah, like yeah. It it's kind of like being like, hey, I could, I bet that I can bang Britney Spears now that she's less popular. It's like, fuck you. And then they start doing a yearly competition where you try to do that. I mean that that would be horrible. But... It'd be kind of fun. Uh, it's, it's it'd be funny, but it would also kind of be horrible. It'd yeah, be yeah. it would be yeah. I would uh, compete. I actually just sold that pitch, guys. So I appreciate you <laughs> oh, stop bagging on it. God, I'm sorry, but uh, but here's the thing: is actually the the human body, uh, and you know, all oh, tell our, me about the all human of our body, listeners Joe. at home should know that I did run a marathon once. Oh, oh, dude, I run a marathon. I, I, I think I'm Kenyan. Take off my shoes. Oh, where's my monocle and top hat? Yeah, I'm not going to tell you the Think time I'm that I so ran it. So great, <laughs> but uh, while I was doing it, I, I read some stuff and and uh, while you were running, you were reading some no, stuff. No, while, while I was training for it, oh, I was, yeah, was, was going to say you should read the Hunger running. Games. Oh, God damn it! <laughs> Very popular book series. Yeah. All right. Well. Uh. But one of the things they they think in terms of the evolutionary status of the human body is that it's it's built for distance running essentially, because uh and and in this there's a lot of places where hunter gatherers still do this that they are persistent hunters you know that uh you know you can't right. you can't catch an antelope over a short distance but they will like take their spear and they'll just jog after an antelope at a steady pace for that makes like sense until yeah, they need like, to stop for water yeah two or three days yeah but eventually two the, or three days no seriously i'm dead serious they will jog for two or three days often well on. we think yeah but, it's a, I mean, it's okay. a working theory, right? Yeah. We, it seems I, like when you would go to bed, then the antelope would just run away. You would have to stay awake during for two this or period. three days. Listen, have Phil, you ever pulled one all nighter? Yeah, Phil. They're not cramming for an exam. They're getting food for their families to survive. You say potato, I say something else. <laughs> I think, but, but if, if you're they hungry, potatoes, how do you they stay, wouldn't be running how antelopes? How do you stay up for true. two or three days if you're hungry? Yeah. yeah, it's 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 a thing. I it's I'm hard for me to cook I'm macaroni hungry. and cheese yeah. when I'm hungry. But, I get tired. But the point Thinking is, about it. the point is, the antelope tuckers out before the person. 
Well, well, let's... Ah! let's... Fuck you, Antelope! <laughs> Fuck you! So what I would now? actually... I would not be surprised if people could beat horses over 22 miles. Well, let me let me, let me me talk about that. Bring it back. Beat horses over 22 miles. Let me bring it back. Yeah. Uh, nine straight years of the horse winning. What? what? Nine straight years. The first nine years of this competition, the horse won. Because they're and, holding it in Wales. Well, I think that a lot of people <laughs> came out, <laughs> what though. What is that? How does that... Yeah. Does, is Wales like a country where... People I'm rather move. slow. Does as soon as you land in Wales, they give you a bucket of fried chicken, and then you're the done British for the day. Isles produce elite athletes in any sport other than what golf and tennis. Uh, a little man named David Beckham. That's well, that's a football. A football. <laughs> the football players. Yes. Uh, so nine straight years, nine straight years of not winning, and then that must have been dispiriting. It, it must have been for the horses too. They're like, this is too easy. I want a challenge. Give me some hay. Uh, but then in 1989, British cyclist Tim Gould, another very normal name for a Welsh, you know, uh, beat the horse by three minutes. Tim Gould was on a bike Aww. when he beat it by three. Well, he was now, on a now bike. it feels cheap. Now I it feel does. terrible. So yeah. a person has beaten the horse at least once, right? Has 2004. Boom. The 25th race was won by who? H-U-W, Lub. Finally. He was the first time that a man racing on foot has won the ri- wow. race, thereby winning the prize of 25,000 pounds. Yeah, I'll bet you he crossed the finish line and went, who loved me now? <laughs> Boo. <laughs> what the fuck the horses yeah. did with all that money? Yeah. Yeah. In the previous nine years, these horses are <laughs> creating Rake a real estate in. bubble in Wells. Wells, right. Wells, eh, whatever. But it, oh, sounds, they, it doesn't sound like they're pulling like elite distance runners. No, I would say that I mean there was 500 runners uh, in 2004. Well, and who says the how many horses elite? were they taking on? Uh, they were taking on 40 horses. Huh? 500 runners. That's but a, still. I mean, what what about uh, uh, blanking U- on the Usain name? Bolt? No, because he's a sprinter. Michael Johnson. Uh, there's a guy who just won the 5K, the 10K, and competed in the marathon this last Olympic. Michael right? Phelps? No. I, I'm out of athletes. He's, that's all I know. He's he's Ethiopian. I don't know. Oh, then how can we possibly Joel, remember his name? You just made that person up. Yeah. I, I did not. <laughs> you, no, that's the guy was the king. Uh, I don't know. Well, I'm let's just say that there is a person who exists. I mean, I'm just I'm I'm arguing that I'll bet you maybe you'd fare better. What, what's uh, do they have any times listed? Uh, yeah, was, this uh, who Loeb won in two hours, five minutes, and nineteen seconds. Oh, for. Okay, for that's, what, that's what I'm saying. Is you know, for 22, that that's really fast. Granted, super fast. Yeah, that's, I mean, significantly faster than than me. But uh, and but, faster know, than a horse. Yeah, the world the fastest marathon ever was run in two hours and three minutes. Right, and that's four extra miles. So that that makes but me that's think ever. That, well, yeah, but this is four miles shorter. I I think I don't know. If you got like the absolute creme de la creme of distance runners, I'll bet you they could beat those damn horses look joel you're being really down on athletes today you're saying every athlete sucks i'm not saying i'm two hours and five minutes oh no 22 miles that's fucking insane yeah but as as compared to the top notch marathon runners i don't think it's that insanely good well like i said you don't know that they're going against top notch horses that's a good point could be like the fuck-ups of horses that they're racing against well that's the thing though is that now they're trying to get better horses they're they have a maximum (laughs) entry of 50 horses they're capping it now and it's also being uh toted as the world's largest horse race so a lot of people bring their horses wow. out just so they could say their horse competed in the world's largest you know horse race. i remember hearing a lot of people say that last year that they were just like i uh, you know i love 
the man horse marathon, but it's just been going downhill. You know, the, the quality of horse is so low. <laughs> yeah, no, they totally was, sold out, man. I was, I was at the pub just the other day and I heard some guy talking about that. So, and that's when you decided to do the pub talk marathon. Yeah. Though there's also there's also talk that apparently the the horses are pushing for a bigger percentage of the revenue stream, so they might oh, lock they out just the strike. Oh, no. They should strike. Yeah, totally. So I just imagine when I when I first read about the man versus horse marathon, I imagine that scene of Planet of the Apes when the humans are all running away and then the apes on the horseback are throwing nets over them. <laughs> That's all I could think of the whole time. Yeah. It's a classic movie, guys. Don't look at me like that. Well, yeah, I just don't know that was my go-to. No, yeah. it's because it's horses, then people are running, and they could not outrun those horses. Those horses were yeah, much faster. Over a short distance. Also, those, those were true. astronauts, not distance runners. Yeah, but astronauts have to be in pretty good shape, right? Pretty good shape. Don't they have to, like, uh, go to the thing that swings You know, a lot of astronauts are just whiny, punk-ass bitches. Oh, hey, so now you think you could take on an astronaut. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I could. Astronaut, antelope, no problem. This is something I've never understood about sports fans. Sports fans are always the first ones to call people, like, pussies and be like, Oh, fuck, look at you, you little sissy. But, like, sports fans, for the most part, are not sports players. Yeah. Well, when they say that, they're usually drunk, too, sports yeah. fans. Yeah. So. Well, that's true. I'll make an overarching uh, statement here saying that at any time on this podcast, when I refer to any athlete as being a quote-unquote sissy or something like that, I'm I'm speaking in the context of their sport. Oh, I see. Not in reference to me, because I'm a much bigger sissy slash punk slash whiny than, than anybody who's getting paid money to play sports. Except for Sidney Crosby. I bet I could find a horse that's a bigger sissy than you. The competition's on! And here comes the payoff pitch. High and wide, uh, Tejo has walked him. That puts the go-ahead run on second. And it looks like Al Gardner has seen enough. He's going to the pen. So that's the day for a Tejo. Coming into the game is C.J. Bernero. So far in 21 innings this season, an ERA of 7.98 with a whip of 2.02 and a strikeout to walk ratio of 3 to 29. We're going to forego our usual commercial break while Freddie Rattuso goes inside the numbers on WJAM The Jam 1070. Well, when I look at Bonero's numbers, here's what I see. CJ Bonero is a very bad pitcher. The 7.98 ERA is fairly obvious to anyone who has seen him pitch, but I think when you look past the classic stats like ERA, wins and losses, strikeouts, and dig deeper into the sabermetrics, you'll find that each and every stat you look at tells the same story. C.J. Bonero is a very bad pitcher. Interesting. Uh, so is this a case where the stats don't lie? They do not, Jimmy. Anyone who has actually played the game knows that you can't just look at stats. You have to consider the intangibles. And when you're looking at those intangibles, there's a clear picture that emerges. Bonero is a very bad pitcher. Every time he takes the mound, you can feel an air of unease that hangs thick over the stadium. Everyone can immediately feel that we're about to lose the ball game, and it's obvious why. Hmm. So why, if he's so clearly unable to get outs, has Gardner gone to him so often? 30 appearances so far this year. Simply, Jimmy desperation years of horrific mismanagement in our farm system by a simple-minded general manager who as i discovered during his fifth and final season couldn't do long division we have an extremely shallow pool of talent to draw upon coming into a season though no piece of this team was so clearly going to cost this team the game as the bullpen but in what's likely the worst bullpen in baseball Bonero is clearly the worst pitcher this is really the only team that a pitcher of his caliber could even dream of making 
So, in a tie game with the go-ahead runner on second, very bad pitcher C.J. Bernero takes the mound. Manager Al Gardner, sweating profusely now, is visibly uncomfortable. If Major League Baseball hadn't made it illegal to smoke in the dugout, I'm sure Gardner would be sucking them down right now. Normally, Gardner would try to limit the damage by putting Bonero into games that are already out of reach. However, in this case, Gardner has made the bold but ill-advised decision to put Bonero into a close game. Seems like he's pursuing the lefty-on-lefty matchup that should benefit the pitcher. Absolutely. Now, normally, your situational lefty has the advantage in this sort of late-game matchup. Bernero makes his first offering, and it's low and away, ball one. However, in this case, Gardner's going with conventional wisdom in a situation where it simply does not apply. is a very bad pitcher, and is a very good hitter. Bernero shakes and deals. Curveball in the dirt, ball two. This is a pretty typical Bonero at bat. It's not clear that Bonero can find the plate with anything other than his fastball, his worst pitch. He'll try to nibble at the corners, miss, and put himself behind in the count. Here's the pitch, and that's a fastball, high and wide, ball three. Yep. Normally, any batter would be taking at this point, but Bonero is predictable enough that I think Cabrera will have the green light in this situation. I'm going to go ahead and say this next pitch will probably be a home run. And there you have it. Now, normally, partner, when someone calls a home run like that, it would be really impressive. But to be honest, I was thinking the exact same thing. We all were, Jimmy. We all were. And I think in his heart of hearts, Gardner probably knew this was a bad idea. But the options are limited. Still a terrible move that cost us the game. Everyone in the stadium knew this was about to happen. And Gardner did it anyway. And Gardner is headed to the mound with a quick gait and a really nasty scowl. Looks like that will be the day for C.J. Bernero. His failure surprised no one. That's because C.J. Bonero is a really bad pitcher. We'll be right back after these messages. All right, we're wrapping up the sports. 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 Podcast. But first, before we uh, go away, that's an odd thing to well say. Well worded. <laughs> yes. Perfect. I can't wait for that grammar, grammar, grammar podcast. <laughs> Mr. Radio, George Mommville. <laughs> but for reals, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Valiant Prophecies. Valiant Prophecies. Let's look at the NFL first, because football is king. Sure. You got the Lions, 5-0, versus the 49ers, 4-1. Phil, a little-known fact, 49 is a bigger number than 5, so I've got to go with the 49ers. Solid, solid reasoning. Joel. Uh, I am... I here's the thing. Uh, how many teams in the history of the NFL do you think have been down at the halftime three games in a row and rallied to win all all three of those games? Twelve. One. One is correct, Ugh. and it's the 2011 Detroit Lions. Uh, don't like that they're playing from behind. I do think it's a good team. I'm going to pick the Lions. I'm also going to pick the Lions. I'm not 110 percent sold in the 49ers. Yeah. Good. Eh, not that good. Yeah. They did. Yeah. It's hard to believe that they've been that good. Yeah. All right, got another one here. Dallas okay. Cowboys two and two at the New England Patriots, who are four and one. Ooh. Gillette Stadium. Oh, I think sellouts. Yeah. <laughs> no, I hate when stadiums are named things like Gillette. Oh, uh, I'm gonna go with the Patriots because I don't care. <laughs> Thanks, Phil. You hate their stadium <laughs> That's name. Why. Yeah, I'm so angry that they're called Gillette Stadium that I just yeah. don't. I don't want to deal with I it. I am tempted to pick the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys could definitely win that game, but eh, the Patriots are really good at home. They're, they're probably going to win. I'm going to also go with the Patriots. Yeah. Uh, Cowboy, you know, the New England defense, not that great. Cowboy offense, not that great. Right? No, like Cowboy offense, I think, will score some points. No, they're no antelope. <laughs> <laughs> All right, college football. Okay, okay. You have 
Arizona, number 18, traveling up to Oregon, number 9. Arizona or Arizona State? Let's get the fact checker. Fact checker! This just in Arizona. Arizona State. Two different places or same place. More at 11. It's actually Arizona State, Joel. Oh! Traveling. Arizona State, 5-1. and one, Traveling to Oregon, number 9. 4-1. Oregon's coming off a bye week, I believe. Yeah. Oh, no, they're not because... Uh, oh, oh his fuck! <laughs> Jordan, you are just full of wrong today. You are knee-deep in your own wrongness. No, who is it? Their, their big running back uh, hurt his arm. LaMichael James? LaMichael James is an elbow injury and might play, might not. I don't know yet. All right, well, we'll start with you this time, Joel. Who do you okay. like in this game? Uh, I'm still going with Oregon. I, I don't think either Arizona or Arizona State ever has a good team. Okay, Phil? I'm going to go with Arizona State. I think they're way better than Arizona, and the two should not be mistaken for each other. <laughs> well, it's your opinion. <laughs> no, it's my fact. Whatever. <laughs> I'm going to go Oregon Ducks. Uh, they're, they're playing at home. Watson's a tough place to play at. And, uh, yeah, and also not sold in Arizona or Arizona State. Yeah. Next game on the docket, you got the Oklahoma State Cowboys. They Num- Number six in the country at Texas. The Longhorns, number 22. At Texas. At Texas. In Austin. In Austin. If there's one thing that I've learned, it's that Cowboys always win over the Longhorns eventually. <laughs> I've been to enough rodeo matches. Uh, it's kind of like the Hunger Games, if you think about oh, it. Come like, on. If you don't know, come no, on. The, the kids are kind of like the antelope, and then the bad guys God are kind of like the... I'm going to say Cowboys. Bill. Watch Hunger Games in theaters. Jesus I hate this podcast. <laughs> I'm pledging for curtain jerks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm leaving. I am, I, I am also picking the Cowboys, uh, but, uh, but because I think they're a better team than Texas. <laughs> Me too. I'm, I'm going to go Oklahoma State. I think they're the real deal this year. Yeah, they, they've I really been knocking do. on the door for the last few years. I think they might have finally... T. Boone Pickens gave him some money, said, yeah. well, go buy yourself some oh, new jerseys, love guys. Love that name. Love that name. That is a pretty awesome name. T. Boone Pickens. And, and, oh, the big matchup. This is actually probably one of the biggest matchups in college football this weekend. Noon, Eastern Time, Whoa. Spartan Stadium in East Lansing. Number 11, Michigan, traveling to number 22, Michigan State. Big game. Big game. This this is this is potentially for the control of the Legends Division of the Big Ten. Wow, that's great. Uh, I'm gonna have to go with uh, I'm gonna have to go with University of Michigan on this one. I think they're a stronger team. I think they always have been, and I think they're gonna come out with some vim and vigor. Both like that, like that. Okay, Joel. Uh, boy, I'll, I think Michigan State should win this game. That's not a prediction, Should Joel. That's There's not a valiant a prophecy. prophecy. Is said with am, force. However, That's a puss I am, out. I am, uh, Give us a valiant prophecy, I will, Joel. I will predict that Michigan State will win, but I mean, we have not been playing well. You can say that twice. <laughs> I'm also going to pick Michigan State. I, I don't think. Don't look at me with googly <laughs> eyes, Phil. But you went to University of Michigan. I'm, I'm really bad at radio, podcast, grammar, <laughs> and you're looking at me. Like that one woman who could bulge out her eyes that went on Maury a lot. Yeah, I loved her. Yeah, she was pretty entertaining, actually. No, I mean, I loved her. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I had no idea. No, I, I think Michigan State's the more complete team. I think Michigan has been mounting second-half comebacks, uh, but still make too many mistakes, and uh, the defense isn't there yet. I think Michigan State's defense is the real deal, even if their O-line's still a problem. 
I like Michigan State. I think it's going to be closer than uh, last year's contest, which was 34-17 Michigan State. I also think the 12th man at Spartan Stadium could factor <laughs> into the game. Uh, that's, that's the stadium fits more yeah. than 12 people, Jordan. Yeah, but nobody's going to show that's up to that game. That's the sort of snobby Michigan attitude. <laughs> Who wants to see a Michigan I don't Michigan know that State you game? understood what I was saying, Joel. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. It's like 70-something thousand people there. Okay. All right, so that wraps up the sports. 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 Podcast. But tune in. Write us emails because we like get none, and I'm super yeah. bummed about it. You can go to uh, sports, sports, sports podcast at gmail.com, and uh, you can reach us there. But you can also yeah. read tweets or tweet at us. Yes, uh, sports three podcast. That's the number three. Sports three podcast is our Twitter account. Or you can just go to facebook.com slash sports, sports, sports podcast and like us. Be our friend. Really? Because I see how many people. I see the hits. Yeah. I read them. It's 80-something. Don't hurt Jordan's feelings. One of you could write a letter. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Or Pick up us. the keyboard and get some cyber stamps and write us a letter. Yeah. yeah. It's not asking too much. All right. Well, that's it. Yeah, yeah. we've begged enough. <laughs> we've had our sad begging. <laughs> we're super, you know, we're really professional. You know, we don't, I don't, I don't need the emails. No, no. I I don't, I'd be fine without it. My life's going to be fine without you. Totally fulfilled. For more funny stuff for your eyes and ears, go to ComedyPodcastNetwork.com.